It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We're looking at BYU baseball. Yes, the season is upcoming later this month. I think we're just over a week out from the Ping and Cougs kicking off their season. Well, Please welcome in BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood for an exclusive one-on-one conversation, a season prospectus, if you will. What does the season ahead look like for the Ping and Cougs, as I like to call them? Well, you're going to find out next. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 9th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for joining us here on your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Our goal, as we're uh, our goal here, excuse me, as we are fond of saying, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And our way of doing that is bringing you guys really cool conversations. I have been on vacation for the last week, and a huge thank you for bearing with me as I've spent some time with my wife and kids in sunny Florida, but I have brought you some great conversations. If you, I hope you guys have enjoyed them. Had a lot of fun recording those conversations. Matt Brown from Extra Points yesterday, Houston Haymuley on Monday. Going back to Friday, we had Andy Patton from Locked On Zags on. Also had Jeff Hans from Cougar Sports Insider on our Thursday edition to talk BYU recruiting. We will continue to have those conversations as I get back to doing quote-unquote live shows. We'll cover anything that broke while I was gone on tomorrow's show. I am planning on doing a live show tomorrow, uh, so stay tuned for that. But without further ado, let's talk some BYU baseball. BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood, kind enough to join us here. Coach, thank you for making some time. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm great, Jake. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Well, I guess let's start here. How excited are you that the baseball season is literally on the horizon finally? Man, you know, I I've, I don't think I've ever I've done this for about 30 years now, and I don't think I've ever been more excited. And I think it's kind of a carryover from how we finished the season last year, we finished on a high, um, you know, we won all of our series, like the last four series, uh, beat Arizona state. Um, and usually when the season's coming to an end, everybody's so tired and ready to shut it down, but we didn't want it to end. We were ready to, to play, play some more. And so I think this whole entire program is just chomping at the bit to get back on the field. I want to ask you about last season, so we'll jump off there. How disappointing was it? I understand the circumstances that led to the West Coast Conference Tournament being canceled due to COVID-19 issues, all of that. But how disappointing was that for you guys? Because you guys really did finish the season on a, on a hot streak, it felt like. We did. And, you know, we, we finished fourth, and it came down to the very last game. And the guys, and, and we told them, if this was a normal year, we would have to win this game to make the tournament. And we did. We finished fourth place behind Gonzaga, who was very, very good. San Diego, who was very, very good. All of them super old. I mean, they had 10 to 12 COVID seniors, and, you know, they were just very mature, same lineup for three or four years. And we were just young and inexperienced. And uh, and so I think, honestly, I, I, I really believe the decision was made too soon to, to shut it down, but I do understand it. And so it was disappointing, yet, at the same time, I was really, I was really happy with our guys, how they turned the season around. About probably the sixty percent 
mid point in the season, we kind of figured it out. And, and it takes a lot of character to be able to do that because a lot of teams, especially when we knew we weren't going to take first, and that's, that was the only team that was going to get in the tournament, the NCAA tournament. So, you know, I tip my hat to our guys for just turning around themselves and deciding that, hey, this is enough. We want to, we want to start winning games. I want to ask you about some of the guys from last year's team. I, I think the one I want to ask about the most, though, is the guy that I think took most of the awards. Is Andrews? Is it Pintar? Pintar? How do I how do I pronounce his last name correctly? Pintar. Pintar. Yep. Andrew okay. Pintar. Well, he had a very very good season as a freshman, a freshman of the year, All WCC first team. Can you just kind of lay out what you thought led to him having the success that he had? His his work ethic, I mean, that's number one, bar none. He came in as a walk-on from, from Spanish Fork High School, um, had a really good arm. He was kind of a two-way guy his freshman year, and and that would have been that would have been the COVID year, you know, 2020. And he he just, um, or maybe it's 2019, but he, um, he works harder than any player I've ever had. He's always in the cages doing the right things, uh, never takes a ground ball off, whether you're, whether the coach is watching him or not. And he's just continually gotten better, not year after year, but like practice after practice. He he just does amazing things. And even to the eye, he, he looks good. He looks better every day. But when you look at his metrics and all, all the analytics, which people are really concerned about right now, he he's top of the charts on all that stuff. And so, um, he's turned himself into a you know possible top two three round draft pick if he comes out as a good year. Is that something you point to when you're out there recruiting? We all know that baseball, it's an interesting thing because you have a lot of guys who are getting drafted out of the high school ranks, but then there are guys who go to the college route and they develop. Is Andrew one of those guys that you feel like you can point to and say, if you if you follow the same formula this young man followed, you have the opportunity to accomplish your dreams at the major league level possibly? Yeah, in fact, I'm going to use that, just what you said, because you hit the nail on the head right there, and we do use that. Um, guys, we want guys in our program that want to go to the next step and play pro ball. You know, if guys don't have aspirations to play beyond this, at some point in our program, then we, we have the wrong guys. And I think the developmental process is, is the most important piece to it. Of course, you need very talented players to win any college baseball game, and you look at 23-24 season when we go into the Big 12 and, and we're going to have, you know, we have to have very good, mature, athletic players. And so we, not only do we need good players, we need to develop them and, and make them just kind of like clean up any holes in their game. If they have holes in their swing, we need to clean that up. And if they have holes defensively, we need to clean that up. If they're, if they're not strike throwers or they need to develop another pitch, we think we're we think we're, we do a pretty good job with that. Guys usually get better from year to year in our program, and so uh, it's definitely one of those things that we point to. I want to ask you about the Big Twelve. How much of a boon is that in recruiting already for you guys? It's been really interesting, Jake. It's um, we're we're able to talk to um, I, you know on the on the phone. I'm talking to twenty twenty four grads and twenty twenty five graduates right now. That's sophomores and freshmen in high school who will contact me and, and our coaching staff. And these are kids who are being contacted by all the power five conferences, you know, many, many schools in those conferences where before I, you know, there's probably six or seven of those kids right now who we've started the recruiting process with those guys. And I don't think we would even have a chance to talk to those guys if we weren't going into the big 12, because obviously as a sophomore and a freshman in high school, when they get here, 
will be in the Big 12. And, you know, most kids, if not all kids, they, they want the opportunity to go to a Power 5 conference, and it's just different. We play, we play those schools all the time in our, in our non-conference and preseason, and it's just a different atmosphere. It's a different level, and I'm, I'm so excited, not really for myself, but just for our guys and our program to go into that, that conference, which is, I think, the number two RPI conference, baseball conference in the entire country next to the uh, SEC. And so it's going to be a challenge, but man, we are excited about it. I admittedly uh, don't uh, pay super close attention to all the different leagues around the country, but I do, as you mentioned, know that the Big 12 is an elite baseball conference. Uh, One thing I have noticed about that conference is pitching is at a premium. They have some of the best arms that come out seemingly annually out of the college ranks. How important is it for you guys going to, is it for your program as you gear up towards joining that conference to upgrade your pitching depth? Well, it's you know interestingly enough, I would I would love to take our pitching staff that we have this year into the Big Twelve. I wish we could just hold back a bunch of guys, and because I think the pitching staff we have right now would fit uh, in in the upper half of of the Big Twelve this year. And we know that because we played those teams. I'm not guessing. We played SEC teams, and you know we played Big Ten teams, and so we play those guys, and we know what they're like. Pac-12 teams, and this this staff that we have this year would match up against any of those guys. You know, what, what those guys, like last year we played Texas and um, they, you know, they, their ace is 97, 98 uh, pretty consistently. And we don't have that guy, but we have a lot of guys who are 93 to 96, some guys who will run it up a little bit more, some really good guys out of the pen. But the, but the thing for us is just to kind of do that consistently. What, what those big schools in those Power Five conferences offer is depth. They have so much depth. And not only from, from the teams, but you look, look at Texas Tech, who's been to the World Series, man, like five out of the last six years, and tech, TCU and Oklahoma and Texas, you know, th- those guys will be leaving. Um, but Oklahoma State, who's coming in here the second week in, in March. So if people really want to see what a, a really good number six ranked team in the country looks like, come out. Um, let me see. I'm looking at my calendar. Um, it's March. 10th, 11th, and 12th here at Miller Park. You can see what a big-time program looks like. Um, they're returning a trip that we took to Oklahoma State a couple years ago. And they'll, they'll have arms that are 95 to 100, um, a lot of depth, one through nine. Their nine-hitter will look like anybody else's three, four-hitters. And, and so it's just, it's just different. So depth is the, is the one thing that we're trying to get ready for. It's interesting, Jay Johnson, who's now the head coach at uh, LSU, was at Arizona. He recruited my son Marcus when he was at University of San Diego, and we've got a good relationship. And I talked to I talked to Jay when we first got the news that we were going to the Big Twelve, and I said, "Help me out. Tell me what we need to do to to be ready to go to a Power Five conference." Because Jay was at Arizona for five or six years before he got the LSU job. D- does a great job, and he said, "One, you need to be old. You need to be mature. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to win in one of these conferences." with young players, no matter how good they are. And, and I thought that was really telling. And it, then he said, you have to have four or five shutdown pitchers and you have to be able to match up at end of games. And so just kind of going off that template, that's, that's what we have this year, but we need to, as we lose guys to the draft and graduation, I mean, I think we might lose five or six guys on our pitching staff to the draft this year. I mean, that's how, that's how deep we are. So we need to replace those guys with, 
guys who can come in and do the same thing that, that, that are the guys we're losing that just got drafted. And so that's the challenge for us as we move forward. There you have it. Part one with Coach Littlewood. We'll have more with him in just a moment, talking more BYU baseball as well as the season ahead. Before we do that, though, do need to take a minute today and talk to you about our friends over at Built Bar. This is a company I love, my friends, because they have been absolutely critical to me losing 45 pounds over the past year. We're coming up on the kind of one-year anniversary of my weight loss journey, and I got to tell you guys, Built Bar has been a critical part of me being able to lose that weight. The best part about Built Bars is they taste as good as a candy bar, They will replace, I think, your candy bar habit if you have that type of a habit. I had it. Trust me. Candy is one of my favorite things in the entire world. Built Bar, by and large, have replaced all of those different sugary snacks I was enjoying before this. The best part about Built Bar is their macros are absolutely incredible. 130 to 170 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and between 17 and 19 grams of protein packed into each one of these bars. You will not find a better option, and not to mention the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. You can go to built.com right now and place your order there. While you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. And also, when you support Built Bar, you're supporting BYU football via a name, image, and likeness agreement they have with all BYU football players. So there you go. Multiple reasons to support our friends at Built Bar, but more importantly, support BYU football in the process. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today, that's KubotaOrangedays.com. Talking with BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood here. And coach, I wanted to ask you, in terms of you guys being a quote-unquote cold weather school, how will that either help or hurt you guys in uh, both West Coast Conference play this year and then also looking towards the Big 12? Is, is it a hindrance in any way to you guys? Well, you know, we talked about it before we came on with our, with our field. We've uh, practiced all of January and we've only been indoors twice uh whenever it snows the the snows burn off our field with our heat with our heated turf field so the snows burn off and and uh we have a great indoor facility anyway i mean we we uh practice indoor where the football team practices and we can do full scrimmages inside but it's always nice to be outside and so you know we might lose if if you're talking about like recruiting we might lose one or two or three guys who simply don't want to come to a, a cold weather school and they're the guys that are going to be top 10 round picks out of high school anyway, and they can basically choose where they want to go. But we, you know, you look at our roster, we have tons of guys from Arizona and, and uh, Virginia and Texas and Southern California on our team. And so, you know, I think the key for us is getting, getting those student athletes up on campus, letting them see the facilities, letting them feel the culture, um, letting them see the, I mean, you're getting, one of our one of our slogans with recruiting is you're getting an Ivy League education, and you're going to be able to play at the, at the very very highest level of baseball. Where where can you really get that? And when you start thinking about that, it's maybe Stanford, and there's others, but Stanford is one of them that comes to mind really quick as far as the education goes. So it's a pretty special place, but we need to get guys on campus for visits to put ourselves in the running for that. 
I've talked with Kalani Satake about this and the continuity he's had relatively on his staff, particularly with some of the guys like Elisa Tuiaki and Ed Lamb on his staff. Your staff, mm-hmm. since you since you came to BYU, has pretty much stayed intact, if not completely intact, if I'm not mistaken. How important has that been to your success as the head coach at BYU? Well, what, what's nice about it, Brent Herring um, has been with me for maybe 13 years and Trent Pratt's been with me for maybe 15. You know, I might be off a couple of years. I'm, I'm getting old and my memory's fading a little bit, but it's been a lot of years. Coach Bradshaw has been with us, our pitching coach, who's our volunteer, and hopefully as the NCAA decides to pay another person, he would jump on as another paid guy, but he's incredible. Um, but I, the, the nice thing about our staff is we're, not, we're, we're able to disagree and, and talk freely and not worry about hurting each other's feelings. And, and I think that's the, the best thing. We, we kind of we know what's expected. We know what the bar is. Um, and, and, you know, Trent and Brent, I would love to see them get head jobs if that's what they want to do. And they've interviewed for a couple here and there. Um, but BYU is a pretty tough place to leave. I mean, it's pretty special. And, um, you know, it, it would have to be the right job for them. And I, and I hope they stay with me forever. But um, it's, I, I think that's the biggest thing is we, we can almost read each other's minds what we're doing in practice and games. And, and we're not afraid to just say, hey, I, I feel like my idea is better than yours. And we fight about it a little bit and then we leave the room and everything's good. So God, I've got a great staff. Sounds like you guys like brothers in a way almost. Well, we see each other probably more than we see our own families <laughs> during certain times of the year. So, yeah, you're right. I can understand that. Uh, you, you mentioned the fact you feel like your pitching staff this year is pretty elite. You feel like you have multiple guys drafted. I Just give me kind of an overall prospectus of what you think your team is capable of accomplishing this season. Well, I mean, our goal is an, an NCAA regional, and I, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to, if we get on a little bit of a run and, and play up to our and I hate the word potential because it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but if we play to the level that I know we can play, we, we could be a super regional team. We've got a, a pitching staff that um, we're, we're going to go with Jack Sterner, who's a, a 6'5 right-hander, Nate Daly, who's a transfer from CSI, who's a, a 6'5 right-hander. Both of them are 93 to 95. Nate, Nate Daly was up to 97, 98 this summer. Um, Jansen Kiesel, who's a freshman from Gunnison High School, same type of same type of velocity, um, and then um, Ryan Brady, who's a return missionary, and his average velocity is is like ninety three point eight. So, I mean, we've got some hard throwers who who can throw multiple pitches and have good command, and we have, you know, in my mind, an incredible, um, I call them high leverage type guys. Uh, we probably have five or six of those guys, half of them right handed, half of them left handed that we can that we can match up, and so. I really feel like we're going to be, and you never know. I mean, this is knock on wood, but you, you never know. And usually it's different from what you think is going to happen in the season. And then you get in the season, you go, oh, I thought we were going to pitch really well, but we're hitting really well and, or vice versa. So I really think our pitching staff is going to keep us in every single game. And our offense is basically the same offense we've had for a couple of years now, who now they have some, some confidence and they know how to play and they're, they're slowing the game down they have a better understanding of, of just how to navigate the field during a game, which, you know, it takes experience to learn how to do that. And I think we're finally there where they're, where they're kind of coaching themselves on the field. So that's kind of why I'm excited about uh, this, this season as we open up. 
You mentioned the fact that you're you're hoping to get your team to be, I guess you'd say, an older team by the time you make it to the Big 12. Has it been a concerted effort on your part to work towards that, or is this just how things have worked out with the recruiting where you've had a younger team and now they're, as you mentioned, trying to grow into those uh, older ranks? Is, is this just part of how things have gone? Yeah, well, if you look back to 2019, our 2019 signing class, we had 16 freshmen, yeah. and they were it was it was a top 20 recruiting class, and it's we were the only non-Power 5 school that was in the top 50. And so it was a great recruiting class. And so we set up our schedule uh, that where the 2020 season was going to be kind of tough but, but doable with, with our team. You know, we, we went to Oklahoma State, and that was the, the real tough game for us. But uh, it, the, game was can- the season was canceled, so we got 16 games. And, and those freshmen played 16 games, and then they got a handful of kind of low-level college stuff around around here. And so they were basically, last year, they were coming in as, as freshmen again. Well, they acted like freshmen in, for half the season, and then something clicked when we beat Arizona State, and we just really went on a roll. And I, you know, I can't tell you exactly. It was like we won 19 of 24 games to finish the season, jumped in the, jumped in the fourth place to uh which would have gotten us into the tournament so we really felt like oh this team's growing they're developing they're maturing and coming in this fall it was like a totally different mindset culture is so much different uh what and what makes this team special is i think the brotherhood they they get along they they truly love each other they root for each other there's no factions and 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 i say this knowing that the first lineup hasn't been written yet and so that kind of creates a little bit of you know, a little bit of dissension, but, and that's normal, but this team loves each other. And I think that's, what's going to carry us. Well, competition breeds success. We all know uh, you only show three seniors on this roster. Uh, is that, uh, is, are, are those guys that are upperclassmen, do you have one or two of them that have kind of stepped in as leaders or do you feel like you have leaders up and down this roster? We definitely have leaders up and down, up and down the roster, but our, our seniors, um, Hayden Latham, Mitch McIntyre, Aiden Callahan. Um, Hay- Hayden Latham will start in left field to start the season. Mitch McIntyre has been in center field for us for a few uh, for a few years now. Our leadoff hitter coming off wrist surgery, so we're hoping he's ready by opening day. Looks like he looks like he's, he will be. Um, and Aiden Callahan, a, a relief pitcher. We have probably th- we don't have captains this year because it would be unfair to name four or five guys, or because we have twelve or thirteen captains, and I think that's what makes this team so special where last year was like, I don't know if we had anybody who could lead, you know, and that was just the nature of our team. And so, yeah, we have, and, and, and I love it because Hayden's so close to graduation. He could have graduated last year. Mitch is close. He could have graduated last year, but they chose to come back just like guys did with Gonzaga last year in San Diego, which made them great. Um, and and I, I just love that, that they want to be here and and they've got a different perspective now. It's like, it's team first, and I think we we preach team first. It's really tough to, to do that, easy to say, but I really believe this team has that. We will round out today's show with Coach Littlewood here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Of course, the big game is upcoming this weekend, and football is winding down, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season for you guys still to take advantage of. From scores and totals to player performance props, even to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline 
headlines basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage. It is the best in the business, my friends. And also, they even have your favorite Vegas casino games online if you want to play those as well. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Go to betonline.net, check out all of the different offers available to you guys now. It is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You already mentioned Oklahoma State coming. You're going to go to Arizona State. I believe you've got a series against Nebraska out there in Lincoln. Obviously, the West Coast Conference slate annually seems to be a, 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 always a, an adventure to navigate it. How do you feel the schedule lays out for you guys? Well, when you tell me when you when you tell me it, it, make, it scares me because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, we really we really play all those teams. I mean, this is probably the toughest schedule we have um, you know, from. February 18th all the way through till we end. I mean, uh, we open up with Indiana State, who's a, a regional team last year, and we, we play Marshall a couple of games, and then Ohio State from the Big Ten. And then we go directly to, to uh, uh, Arizona State, who, I mean, everybody, if you don't know who Arizona State is then in baseball and what it means to college baseball, then you, you don't follow college baseball very, very often. They're going to be big, strong, athletic, and we're playing them on their home field. And and then, like I said, we, we come home early March. We play Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is a winnable series for us. And then Oklahoma State comes in. And so the thing about our league, though, is last year I felt like the, the level of our league play was so good. Um, even even you look at the, the last place team, it was super competitive. There wasn't one series that we played that was like, oh, these guys are just out of it. You know, you look at Santa Clara and Pacific. They, they just, man, they just battled. Um, and so our league, I, it's always, I've always felt like it's an underrated league. And, yeah, we don't have the depth, you know, one through ten. And in the teams, nor do, nor, nor do most of the teams have the depth that a, that a Power Five conference team has uh, in their lineup or off the bench. So that's obviously we talked about that. That's what we're trying to do. But, I, I mean, it's just every weekend is going to be relentless this year. And then you look at our non-conference. We have Utah. Utah Valley, who has a new coach, they're going to be excited and ready to go. And then, and Dixie's a scrappy team that um, beat us once last year. And so, it's a it's a great schedule. Is it weird for not you? Not to mention, oh, not ahead. to mention, Jake. We we have we just added. Um, I can't tell you the date. I'm not sure. But we have Washington State coming in on a Tuesday, and then we go to Fullerton uh, before we play Pepperdine. And so you add those two you know, P five. Well, one's a P five, and Fullerton's just a perennial World Series team. So. It, it doesn't end. It, it just won't end for us. Uh, I can, I'm looking at it right now. Washington State, March 29th, and the Fullerton game, May 3rd. So yeah, you got some you got some big big games on this docket, and I I for one look forward to it. And I, obviously, baseball is one of the sports I just love going and watching. And you guys at Miller Park have and, and let me let me know if you agree with this statement. I'm actually going to ask you about this. I think it might be the most picturesque backdrop in all of college baseball. What do you say? There's, there's no doubt it is. I mean, I've been to a lot of them, and um, you know, people want to say Pepperdine, but Pepperdine, the only, it, it's obviously it's great. There's, there's palm trees in the back, uh-huh. and it's, it's beautiful in Malibu. But, 
if you're sitting in a stand, you, you really can't see the beach or you can't see anything. You can see a road that's going up and you have to almost stand on top of the press box to be able to see the ocean. And don't get me wrong, it's beautiful and the weather's great. Um, besides Point Loma Nazarene, which is out in San Diego, that's literally on, I mean, if you hit a home run, the ball goes in the water. Um, you can, if you wanted to choose your, your best ocean view, that would be my choice. And any other, any other thing in the country would, would be BYU. There's no doubt about it to me. That's awesome. Uh, what led you guys to go in all the way to Florida to play your opening uh, four games of the season? Well, we're just always looking for opportunities, to, whether it's Arizona or Las Vegas or somewhere warm. Um, and we thought Ohio State's running this tournament. We played Ohio State a couple of years ago down at Corpus Christi. Um, we, you know, love their coach and love their program. And obviously it's a, it's a good opportunity to play a really good big 10 team. I think they won the, the, uh, tournament last year in the big 10. So it's going to be, you know, the competition is going to just be incredible for us. Um, and it just worked out great to have, to be able to play a few different teams when you know the weather's going to be good, unless it rains on us. I shouldn't, I should probably shouldn't even say that the weather's going to be good to jinx us. Don't, don't jinx it coach. Come on now. Yeah. I dang it, I shouldn't have said that, but, um, Chances are the weather's going to be pretty good. We're playing on a on a spring training field that's um, that's well manicured. It's just a it's just a great opportunity for us to to get away. And I think you know you, you can bond your team can bond going on the road like this and and just spending. We're going straight to Arizona State, so you know spending ten days on the road together. There's there's no way you can't get closer and and uh, as a team and develop that a little bit of a team bonding experience. And so. Yeah, and get to know each other on maybe a, a little bit different way than the freshmen know the seniors. And, and so I, so we always look for those opportunities to go away, get out of our comfort zone a little bit and see if we can win games, not feeling totally comfortable. All right. I got two final questions for you, coach Littlewood. Uh, number one, uh, is it fun for you? Obviously you came to BYU from Dixie state. Is it fun for you to see the trailblazers at the D one level now? It, it really is. I, I, I think, uh, Coach Fatenauer's done an incredible job down there. I think they're ready. They, they showed last year that they're ready to compete at that level. Um, you know, obviously, we, we saying just um, cumulative as a, a Division One baseball, um, I guess, programs, money's, money talks, and that's you, you have to have money to be able to um, be very, very successful at this level if, because the recruits want – all these things and you have to have all these things to get the right recruits. And I think they're ready on the field. They're, they're, they're totally ready. Um, so I'm excited. I mean, I've got it. We spent 16 years down there, you know, 10 years as a junior college, six years as a uh, NCAA division two, and then left, left it in, in great hands with coach fate now. And so it, it, unfortunately, when we went down there last year, I got, I got um, kicked out of the Utah game um, for like a COVID violation. I got too close to the umpire. And then, so I, I had to sit out the, the Dixie game, which was a little bit disheartening, but um, we'll get a chance this year to, to go down there and coach, uh, get, up, get back on the field, but being a third base dugout instead of the, the dugout I know. Uh, I'm sure yeah, that'd be a different experience for you because you spent all those years down there. But I also wanted to ask you, when you were coaching at Dixie, you were a pretty high-level uh, college basketball official at the D1 level. Do you miss calling games on the hardwood at all, or have you kind of left that in your past? Well, I do miss it. I mean, I think if somebody said, hey, you can go referee basketball um, and, and do what you're doing now, and if I thought I could be successful 
at both of them. I would I would jump back on the court in a minute. Um, and what I, I I'm staying close to it. I I grade officials uh, for the for the West Coast Consortium. So I just I get a, a game downloaded, have the software, and I, I grade the officials and, and do about three or four of those games a week. And so I'm staying close to it. And it kind of get it gets my juices flowing a little bit when I see those guys, and and um, I know most of them that come through the Marriott Center and work, and, and a lot of times I'll go say hi to them. And um, but you know the one thing I don't miss is the travel. It, it, it was um, it was really tough just being gone all the time and, and trying to navigate basketball and, and uh, baseball. And obviously here at BYU, there's at the Division One level, there's no time for anything else, and so. This has taken, you know, you know, I talked to Jerem Jordan on, on a podcast a while ago and said there's very few things in life that give you butterflies, the good butterflies, like you're ready to, you're ready to compete, you're ready to go. And sometimes, you, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to have a job like that where you have to keep Pepto-Bismol really close to you because what you do in your job almost makes you nauseous because you're so nervous. And basketball used to do that to me. And now baseball does it for me and, and at this level. And so I'm getting, I guess, my, my rush that way. And um, I love doing both of them. But um, I'll never forget those 16 years that I worked basketball. That's awesome. Well, Coach, I cannot thank you enough for taking some time to talk with me and looking forward to the upcoming season and being out at Miller Park to cheer you guys on. Yeah, come come out. Come and see Oklahoma State, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and, and the rest of the teams. And uh, I, think, I think Cougar fans will – will really love the product we're putting on the field today. I know one thing is they're going to they'll play their tails off uh, and they're ready to go. They're we're young and hungry. That's what one of the players said in the meeting the other, the other day and I totally agree with him. So uh, go Cougs, let's do it. Thanks again, coach. Thanks, Jake. There you have it, folks. BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood. A huge thank you to him for carving out some time to join us here on Locked on Cougars. A great conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, anything that broke over the past week or so while I was on vacation, we will cover on tomorrow's show, so stay tuned for that. Whatever it might be, we'll have a cover for you. Hopefully we'll have something. We'll also preview BYU basketball in action tomorrow night as well. We'll have that all covered for you guys. But BYU baseball, crazy to think. February 18th, they kick off their season. They'll be down there in Port Charlotte Florida as part of the Snowbird Classic hosted, as you heard, by Ohio State. Looking forward to that. And a huge thank you once again to Coach Littlewood for taking some time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. And more importantly, thank you to all of you for making us your first listen of the day. It's an absolute honor and a privilege to be with you guys every single day talking all things BYU sports. Now go make sure that you guys check out Locked On Bets. It is your daily one-stop shop for all the sports betting news you guys need to know. It's hosted by your boy Q as well as Lee Sterling. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcast until tomorrow have a great rest of your day this has been the locked on cougars podcast for february 9th 2022 and we will catch you guys tomorrow the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.